Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Staff Story podcast. As always, I'm your host Charity. Joining me today on the podcast is an exceptional guest. We're going on a fascinating journey to explore the highs, the lows, and all the real moments that have shaped this incredible story. So without any more suspense, let's give a big virtual welcome to the managing director of DNDS Tanzania, Benjamin Munyao. Benjamin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Charity. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me uh, on this session. As I told you uh, when we were, when we were starting, yeah, it's the first time I'm doing it. So bear with me. I'll do my best. So yeah, um, yeah, as you said, yeah, it has been a an, an interesting journey uh, for 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 me in Davis and Shantliff, and um, which started off in 2007, April of 2007. Uh, coming in from uh, uh, an interesting background, I had done a bit of uh, IT. Uh, 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 we were building cyber cafes by then, back in 2006, 2005. So uh, I worked for a company who, which was actually owned by one of uh, my friends. And I was an office assistant, uh, stroke driver, basically a messenger. And I drove around Nairobi and its environs, uh, uh, basically with the salespeople as we were doing uh, short codes, uh, some interesting stuff by then. And uh, it was a, it was an interesting time because why I say interesting is because uh, what I used to do then is some of the things that I, I, I see people do. I would go take the salespeople to an office. I sit outside in a parking lot and I sleep there, there like government drivers. And it was all not in vain. It was very interesting because at the end of the day, uh, one of the sales um, persons is now my lovely wife, and uh, uh, from uh, uh, I, after I, I, we 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 got together, it's I usually say it's the blessing that followed the other one because after that I got the job in Davison Shantleaf, and the rest is history. <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say now with uh, three boys, fourteen, eleven, and six, and uh, living in Tanzania. So yeah, um, I joined uh, um, uh, the the uh, Davis and Shatliffe sales team. We we actually were hired about nine, if I remember, and eight or nine guys. Uh, some of us are still in the uh, in Davis and Shatliffe, including myself, and some already have already left. And I started off at the spares counter. So spares, uh, there, there there was a. Uh, 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 huge inquiries of spare parts uh, at that time and customers would actually walk in to buy spare parts so that was very interesting because nowadays it's not re really common and uh, especially in the market I mean customers wouldn't really buy spare parts as much as used to be by then it was a it was a very different part of the sales function because here the skills were not sizing, what we know as sizing in uh, sizing a pump, you're given a spec, uh, you're given a flow and head. But this was identification, you identify a part. And that was very interesting. And I was trained um, by one, uh, uh, a, a late, is uh, a late staff, right, uh, former staff right now. And he, he, he was a guru in this area. And he really uh, uh, did things that I couldn't believe it. And uh, two months down the line, uh, after I've, I've, I've joined, that is May and June, and in July, mm -hmm. uh, my trainer takes leave, and I'm left there uh, managing the spares function. 
And uh, boom, the reality dawned on me that now it's you to identify these parts. And the counter, uh, uh, it's, it's still where it is right now at the head office. And it used to be really packed because the counter was at the same time used as a collection point for customers. So it was a mix of people collecting stuff. And at the same time, you're, you're talking to customers who require these uh, spare parts. And some of them were not only buying spares, but rather quick pa uh, quick pumps, like the small domestic pumps they would buy over the counter. Mm -hmm. There were customers who were really into the counter version of uh, basically sales. Oh. So it was a, it was a very uh, interesting place to start with uh, because at other points I would actually be packing stuff for customers mm -hmm. and customers have bought stuff from the sales team question yeah how do you connect these and that now you're wondering my goodness i'm supposed to be doing other things here but now this customer is asking a lot of questions on the pumps that he's bought he's bought from the sales office team and we could do that at the same time so it was it was very busy yeah. at that point so yeah I, and uh, during his time when he he he, he went on leave um and uh, customers would walk in with these parts of parts that was the interesting bit. They come with a part of a part and they ask you, do you have this? And you're looking at that thing and you're wondering, what is this? So I would run behind the counter, run to the workshop, go to talk to the guys in the workshop and ask them, what is this? And they tell me that is part of a mechanical seal or a what? So go check this part number and you'll find uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the part. So it was a very interesting time. And I learned through, I learned through a lot I learned so much and uh, uh, the skills that I gained up to today, but I know that the, the range of products have really, have really expanded, but I ended up becoming very good with spare parts and especially uh, uh, spare parts for the, the famous product that we used to have by then that was Groomforce. Uh, but now we have quite a number of uh, a big range of products, but I do still possess the skills because I learned quite a lot from the, uh, from the trainer. Uh, the, the other interesting bit, if I may mention, is that over the weekend when he's not around, a customer would walk in with a part and we would look at it and I say, no, we don't have these. And you'll hear the customer insisting, uh, where is so-and-so uh, and, -so? and is, he, is he going to be there on Monday? And I tell them, yes, but I can assure you we don't have it. <laughs> and the guy comes back on Monday. And he comes, he finds my trainer there and he tells him, I was here on Saturday and these guys told me this thing is not here. Please yeah. let me know whether you have it. The guy would go, in, go into the system, click in a few places. He tells me, Ben, go upstairs. Uh, the spare parts area was somewhere upstairs. Go upstairs, go to bin number this, pick that item and bring it here. Oh my God. I dash, come back, I bring it and the guy is like, there you are. <laughs> it was a very interesting time and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So apart from the spares uh, part, which really made me interact with a lot of people in the company, yeah. I also worked in other areas. I sat in for various um, uh, staff when they were leaving uh, for leave. I always remember another very interesting bit was the FS. There was a time I think I, I, I stood in for for the FS manager, field service. Mm -hmm. And I uh, I sat there for about, I think, two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was an amazing place. You get calls from all sorts of customers and they would shout at you, my horses don't have water. I don't know what, there's no this, there's no that. My goodness, it was a crazy place. And I really, 
learned a lot during that time. Back to my sales function, I worked under the uh, NGOs uh, sales function. I worked even in the front line in this uh, retail sales. I also became part of the teams that were perusing through tenders, which was I was really trained by the uh, former Dr. Mas on uh, looking at tenders. I worked in government also. Uh, the government one had a very interesting uh, time because we, we the, I remember there was a we, there was a time we held a customer event for water utilities managers at the head office, and uh, these events by then the events were 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 actually uh, uh, um, they were actually um, opened by the uh, by the chairman, and uh, it was very interesting. By the time we were to start the uh, uh, the the customer event at around nine nine thirty. We had only about ten guys, and uh, it was it was a time that my heart really pounded because I was wondering. We, we were holding actually the customer event at the at the premises. The new training room was there, and I could imagine now the chairman is the one who is opening the function, and we only have some ten guys. So uh, we, we 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 with my colleague, we really made calls, calls and calls. And boom, at around 10, I remember around 10 or 10, 15, a huge crowd of these guys just walked in and we ended up having 67 participants in that uh, that day. It was a crazy day and it was very successful at the end of the day. But the, 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 at the point where you feel your heart is pounding is when you, you're not sure whether they are going to come. And you can imagine these are government guys. It was very interesting when I worked at the uh, government section. And then out... Uh, of the office, I traveled across the country. I was a traveling rep uh, with my laptop and a, and a vehicle, and I I I I, I went round in, in south. I used to travel up to Namanga. I even did the Seven Fox uh, that that is uh, currently now Kenjen, um, and I, I I was working with the with the engineers in Kenjen until. That was my journey between 2007 up to around mid of 2010, working in various different places until I was recalled back to the office from my traveling activities. And I was uh, uh, told to go and stand in uh, uh, for, uh, for, for, for renovations at the downtown office, which was being renovated. The staff who had uh, uh, was working on the, uh, on the renovations was to go out for on, on maternity and, uh, I was to go in and stand in until they are back. Mm -hmm. So I went in and uh, that's the point where I interacted with the chairman directly almost um, every weekend as we were setting up the branch. And uh, August of 2010, we opened the branch, soft opening. We opened uh, uh, softly. And because of that, uh, me being there, I, I ended up uh, being the... Um, uh, uh, sort of uh, the acting manager and I for the first time I went for the management conference in September of 2010 it was a very another very ex interesting and experience uh, and a very interesting experience at that time so yeah I went for the conference and I was amazed at the level of uh, presentations uh, I, I didn't do any presentations by then just a small presentations for the branch but uh, it was amazing to see how the, the conference kicks off the plans. That's now where I started understanding how the plans are born, how they, are, they, they come into being. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a very interesting time. October, the short rains come in Nairobi, but this time around, they were very heavy rains and uh, disaster struck in downtown. Uh, the sewer line 
blue and uh, <laughs> blue and went into our our showroom so i used to go to river road very early because of parking and i was there at around uh, 6 15 if i remember 6 15 6 30 and i opened the door and the whole place was full of sewer so that day we didn't even open the shop. I had to run around, go to the municipal guys, ask them to come and help us to unblock the lines. It was a crazy time because customers were trying to come in and we were busy cleaning up gumboots. We had to buy jig and the brooms and everything and we were cleaning. Now the cleaning was also another uh, 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 issue because the municipal would not allow you to pour water into the pavement. So we were trying to take the water back into the manhole, but the manhole is blocked. So I had to talk to these guys and uh, had to part with some money for them to come and do the unblocking behind the, uh, the building. And uh, that's when we managed to at least uh, uh, clean up the whole premises. Uh, but that day we didn't do any business because the whole place was, uh, uh, it was just untidy. And we cleaned it up the whole day up to, uh, we left the office almost at uh, midnight because we had to make sure that it is okay for the following day. So a very interesting market in River Road, um, very busy, high traffic, walk-ins. Uh, we could have customers walk in um, uh, if I recall very well, 150 people would walk in and out. Our our guard at the door used to have a counter, a small uh, clicking, uh, uh, sort of a, a device where he clicks and the numbers move. So anybody who walks in, he clicks. And in the evening, we would take that number and, and, and record it just to see the number of people who are walking into the shop. It could easily go to 150. You can imagine what? talking to people. Uh, uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. People would stand in line to be served, and I had new engineers. So it, I would go into this desk, ask the customer what they are asking for, try and serve them, go to the other one. It was a, it was an amazing time. Uh, the stockist uh, business was quite huge. Um, a number of businesses, uh, uh, stockists, and and their businesses, and the 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 the, the level of uh, service that you give them. The, the amount of attention that they want. It was it was just a, an interesting place to be in. In the middle of doing all that business and uh, as, as you continue, everybody knows about the insecurities in River Road. My vehicle was vandalized one day in the morning. I see guys sitting on my car. The next thing, I don't have lamps. I don't have anything. And I, I had to call, I had to call a, a mechanic, uh, one of my mechanics. He told me, let me give you a number. You call that number and you'll get your stuff back, but you'll have to buy it back. <laughs> and true to his word, I was given a number. I called. And uh, they sold me back my pants. <laughs> they sold me back my pants. It was very interesting. And then another day I missed a, a, my parking slot or somewhere I could see my car. I parked it around the corner. And uh, the next thing I'm called by, 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 by some guards and they're telling me your vehicle has been hit. And I run there and I find my vehicle has been hit by a, a PSV. It has been thrown over into the pavement. Ah, it was just a crazy place. But you had to be very, very, very strong because the activities from morning to evening were, uh, it was a crazy time. At the same time, we used to carry cash uh, by then and uh, we, we, we could take money to the bank. You can imagine from River Road, you walk 
to the bank and you take uh, uh, your cash to the bank. It was uh, the way we could do it is you wear your dust coat and it's like you're walking around talking to customers, but you're headed to the bank. And then the good thing, we made some good arrangements with the bankers. And when we go into the bank, we're given a special uh, express counter, which is usually uh, where they do bulk uh, bulk cashiering. And we could do, go there, uh, bulk cashier, and then we come out. On Saturdays, we could go up to Nakumat, UK. That's where only Stanchat was open after four because on Saturdays we used to work up to four o'clock. So it was a it was a very interesting time. So the business grew uh, up to up to around 2011. I, I the business uh, did very well, and uh, uh, in 2012 um, uh, April uh, I, I was sent. I was given an assignment to uh, to Tanzania. Uh, I'm an April guy, so I joined Davis and Shatleve in April. And I went to Tanzania in April. So out of the 16 years uh, that I've, I've currently worked for Davis and Shatley, I only worked five in Kenya. And that has been my, my was my, basically, I, I call it my basics. My, that was my, my, my school because of the, what was being prepared for me uh, in Tanzania. I've used a lot of uh, what I did in the, in the five years in, uh, in Kenya uh, that has really helped me in what I'm doing currently in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. So that has been basically the journey uh, for, for me uh, uh, since I joined in 2007 uh, up, to, up to now. For sure, yeah, Davis and Shatliff yeah. is a learning institution because I don't think you would be, I don't think you would be able to go to any other organization and get such an experience. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, yes. did you ever have you formed any um any memories such as these in Tanzania? Like, have you experienced any triumphs, challenges in TZ? Sure. Now, yeah, Tanzania. Now, this is my eleventh year. So, of the oh. sixteen, five in Kenya, eleven years now in Tanzania. What an interesting place to be. I landed in Tanzania again, as I told you, April of 2012. I was actually I came in with the with the, with the chairman and the and the uh, and the MD then was David, and um, I, I I it's completely different. It's mm -hmm. completely different running a a country, and uh, from my from my experience of about a year and a half running a branch, and uh, being at that time. Tanzania was, uh, if I'm not wrong, if I recall very well, it was either the largest or the second largest, or it was almost there, the largest subsidiary uh, outside Kenya. And uh, the, the big, the business was big. So I'm coming off a, a, a small branch, and I'm now into a big uh, uh, facility here that I need to, I need to, 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 to sort of uh, take care of. So uh, 2012, I land in, and uh, the business was a bit, little bit slow, and uh, the the first challenge that I faced after uh, the execs left is that there was no handover for me. There was no handover. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> I had to work out something for myself. So I'm living, I'm left with this mammoth business and uh, that's it. And a nice office and that's mm -hmm. it. Now you run the show. So yeah, there was no handover. I was taken out to dinner and I was told all the best. By the former manager he told me all the best everything is in order you'll be fine that was the handover so yeah it was it was it was tricky because you land in there and you have all these older and very experienced staff 
because by then in 2012 the business was uh 14 years old okay. because it started in 1998 it was a 14 year old business and the staff uh, some staff who were there were as old as 13 12 14 itself yeah, some were the first staff who were hired so these guys uh was very tricky to work with because they, they they've never heard of you they don't mm-hmm. even know you <laughs> yeah. and you have to work with them so uh yeah i had to organize myself and uh, start learning uh, how the whole thing is and they, yeah they they gave me support uh, uh, they gave me support but um about a month or two into it the tsunami came of staff attrition a staff leaves here a branch manager leaves there and boom i most most of the staff who uh, uh, had been employed by the previous manager all of them left and in mm-hmm. 20 that is in 2012 by end of 2012 literally they had all left but one who was in zanzibar they had all left What? but one actually two one in zanzibar and one in a branch and one in a branch in in mwanza so they all left and i was left there with this business that is already heavily known especially in the government sector and i have no experienced staff so what i did i picked the engineers uh, who are uh, in the in the, in the main office and send them to the branches just to manage these uh, uh, businesses and i started the recruiting process which was quite tricky so to shorten the whole process i dashed to the university i remember i went to the university talked to a professor and i told him do you have some guys who've already <laughs> finished and and uh, they've uh, graduated and i can have some cvs he told me give me a day or two and you'll receive a number of them and true to his word i was sent uh, a huge list of uh, of guys they came in for interviews the interviews were quick because i was i was it was a desperate time and i was now using desperate time desperate calls for desperate measures yeah. and uh, we had the first batch come in now it's training now this is where head office now came in and supported uh, three staff were sent from head office experienced staff who came in and stayed with us for about four months so they helped me to 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 train mm-hmm. the new staff because i couldn't do it alone because i had other operational issues that i needed to uh, to sort out for the business there was this that was not working well and all that but i needed trainers so the trainers came in and uh, worked with the team uh, some of those staff actually there some of the staff who joined then i think i have about two or three right now yeah they're still with me who joined at that time so it is it is it it was a it was a very interesting time that was in 2013 and now working into 2013 so um in the in the middle of all that we 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 had huge also i would say a wave of customers leaving uh, uh leaving us and following the 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 older staff because they felt uh we didn't provide very good service we had very low experience and uh the contractors were not really ready to work with us because of the new staff and everything uh, and at that time contractors were used to be very uh very active customers so well, we were left there and struggling with a little bit of here and there good uh, the good thing is that the business never dropped it flattened in 2012 into 2013 we were flat from 2011 but we managed again to grow it uh, a little bit into in, into 2014 so past of july um uh, no 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 actually in june of 20 june june of 
we opened our downtown branch, which is famously known as Kariako. So our downtown branch was basically a, a, a mirror of what I had uh, uh, opened up in, in River Road, Nairobi. So this was our downtown branch, which was supposed to serve the stockists and traders in the in in Kariako, our, our, our River Road in in uh, in Tanzania. Yeah. So we managed to open that. And uh, unfortunately, 1st of July 2013, when Obama was visiting Tanzania, we had a disaster again and we lost the staff after some uh, illness. Uh, unfortunately, he passed on in his house and uh, it was a very difficult time. I've never had. And the, the, the other thing is that he was Kenyan. So now I'm thrown into this uh, deep end again. I had to deal with this. And uh, I thank God I managed. We organized everything. And within a week, uh, we had already organized his transport back into Kenya and also started organizing his uh, other stuff and making sure that uh, everything is in order. All that, in the middle of all that, I had all sorts of immigration issues. So you're a foreigner, you're in a, in a, you're in a foreign country, and immigration would always come to the office uh, looking for my documents. They want to see whether we have other uh, visitors or guests or staff who are foreign. It was, it was, a, it was a, a tough time. It would really get into your nerves sometimes because you're busy trying to reorganize the business mm -hmm. and uh, these immigration guys are with you. Yeah, so... Those are some of the challenges and uh, <laughs> uh, triumphs that I got when I moved from Kenya to TZ. Oh, wow. Yes, Charity. Yeah. Great. Okay, I'm sure that was some experience. Tanzania really sounded mm -hmm. like a roller coaster. But I'm really interested in finding out what the cultural differences were and, yeah. Any other, any other stories or memorable experiences that really exemplify mm -hmm. the highs and lows of your journey? Yeah, okay. So yeah, when I was coming to TZ, I had all these stories that I got, especially from uh, my fellow Kenyans. And uh, some of the stories were, uh, uh, were, were interesting uh, uh, about the relationship between Kenya and Tanzania. And I told myself, uh, go and find out. Let's see whether it's actually what everybody's talking about. And I, I, I landed here, and uh, it was very welcoming, by the way. Tanzanians are very welcoming. Huge, lengthy greetings. You'll be <laughs> greeted for like two, three minutes. I mean, uh, it was so interesting. You know, in Kenya, we are, we are, we are very quick. Yeah, yeah we, and we go straight to the point. But in Tanzania, take your time. Get the greetings. They get to know uh, um, uh, how you are uh, the past two, three or four days even. You know, it's very interesting. Very, very uh, welcoming people. And uh, the other thing that is very interesting that actually struck me most is that almost, if not more than 50% of TZ is Muslim. Wow. That is very interesting. I didn't know that until I landed here. You know, in Kenya, mm -hmm. we're used to Muslims are guys from Kosto, you yeah. know, <laughs> guys who come from Kumbasa. That is what we thought. But in TZ, it's mm -hmm. just any other person, just a normal person. And if not 50 or more than 50% of TZ is actually Muslim. And uh, it's a very interesting. And no wonder. No wonder the culture of greetings, the culture of warmness, the culture of 
of of of uh, 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 of getting to know you uh, and things like that. The other thing, actually, that goes in line with that is that they have a very huge variety of good food. <laughs> you know, Kenya, we're just known with nyamachoma and mukimo, and we are done. My goodness, you come to TZ and you will get good food. Good food with a very huge variety. I like chicken will be done in i don't know like 15 various ways uh, we are used to only to the one that rolls in there in town and 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 you get it with chips but they have a very huge uh, uh range of food i would say uh, a very huge range like our daily range of food oh, yeah so yeah and <laughs> yes by the time you're done with all of them ah you'll have gained a lot of weight um they, they also have this culture of um, a family fast family fast is that they're very close to family issues they anything that is uh, uh regards the family mm -hmm. is usually put in fast so it's another thing that i really uh, saw that and it's still there and i i like it i like it it it's it's uh, it reduces stress and uh, people are ready for you it's not um um uh, uh, about there's no too much pressure because people are very welcoming and the family always comes first on the external part and on the externally externally basically i'm talking about the economy and uh, the government itself i would say yes tanzania is known to be um uh, the, the the government that always takes time uh, when it comes to regional or regional uh, issues that need to be signed off and everything but i like their culture of slow but sure they're slow but sure they have to take their time to be not to be in a hurry to do stuff mm -hmm. and a number of projects that are actually being done in the country right now are huge and very modern i'll give you just one example is the sgr in tz it's an electric sgr 160 kilometers an hour what? it is very modern and it is very nice the other one that has really succeeded is the bus rapid transit the mm -hmm. buses that are moving around in town super you come to dar es salaam you see those things work and you can't believe it i think kenya tried it backfired but it in tz it just works very well mm -hmm. um the other cultural thing that i noticed um, um uh, uh, they are they are heavy importers being a port country and it has so many ports tanga bagamoyo uh, uh, dar es salaam twara uh, about seven of them they are very they they they, they love importing importing stuff from clothes from whatever they, there's a lot of importation coming in even from private uh, uh, from private uh, entities uh, domestic things just going online shop and it comes through and it's because the connection between tanzania and places like dubai is uh, is quick quick so things things come in here very fast i also got into that culture i also do a lot of importation here for my own stuff and interesting it works very well so yeah the experiences as i'd mentioned um uh, earlier and some stories about the death of one of the staff and the other one that happened in 2014 was another interesting one if you've watched a program in DSTV called banged up abroad <laughs> that has happened to me no. <laughs> that happened to me yeah that happened to me and uh, uh in 2014 unfortunately i hosted uh, some of my friends from kenya who had um, 
uh, who are working on a, 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 a job with a with a local company here in Tanzania, and uh, they they were doing some uh, telecom uh, business, and unfortunately they ended up uh, uh, doing something that was not uh, that needed some permits that and they didn't acquire that. So uh, without knowledge or anything, uh, these guys were rounded up, and in the middle of that, where they stayed and uh, who they contacted, uh, we were rounded up. So unfortunately, it was very unfortunate. I ended up being banged up abroad. So yeah, uh, it was about a week experience of uh, being in the most safe and secure place in the country, guarded by guns. So it was uh, an interesting time for me. I always call it Thursday to Thursday because uh, I was uh, I was remanded on a Thursday. And uh, by the way, we, mm -hmm. we 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 were we were rounded up with my wife. So my wife was in a different place, and I was set up in a different place for about mm -hmm. uh, seven days. That is remand, but we had some incidents of where we we were put up in. Uh, police cells uh, that was about another week so it was it was a it was a trying time because uh, our boys were still very young but uh, uh, god is good we managed to come out of it but it took a long time i think we i've, I've we finally finalized the whole issue in 2017 or 2016 or 17 from 2014 it took about three years uh, just to finish all that Come in 2018, another tragedy. Uh, this is now these are the 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 the, uh, the low moments. Another tragedy. My 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 second born son drowned in a swimming pool. Uh, but God is good. He managed to get out of it. But he was in ICU for eight days, and uh, uh, yeah, so he managed to come out of it. It was another very difficult time. Yeah, uh, for eight days. So now the, on the on the on the better side, on the high, lighter side, I would say one of the things that I like I, I love in Tanzania is the Swahili language. Uh, they they have every they they have a Swahili word for every English word. You can't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Every English word has a Swahili word, and I could not believe it. It is amazing. It is just amazing. I started learning through, and I've I've, I've really perfected some of my skills on Swahili and I love uh, the way they do it you go to government buildings they are all labeled in Swahili uh, you know you 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 see you you go to a place like uh, 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 the stores you know we know we are we are we are used to stores we see a, a place labeled stores but in Swahili you find there in a the government building written Karakana my goodness you get <laughs> you, you 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 just get amazed That's interesting it's amazing yeah the other thing is I I did a lot of I'm I'm uh, did a lot of customer events in Swahili. Oh. You can imagine doing customer events in Swahili, explaining DNS mm -hmm. in Swahili. Very 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 interesting. So um, and the other thing, languages. But mm -hmm. guess what? All Tanzanians know Swahili. Anywhere wow. you go deep inside in the regions, they know Swahili. So it's a it's their That's unifying language. And it's very, very, very interesting. So we trained uh, 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 in the in the last five years. We managed to train a number of staff. I managed to get a very good uh, management team. And in the last four to five years, I would say I've had a very settled team um, uh, with with uh, uh, who are ready to work and uh, 
the, the maybe I would say the staff movement is usually on the subordinate section, but the management team have managed to maintain them for 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 a while, which is a good thing, and the business has really has really taken up. Uh, also, another um, uh, a high note. Uh, I was one of the faces of the of the we are the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I always see that on our website and I laugh. I tell guys that's my small brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are the highs and lows uh, during my time uh, uh, in Tanzania. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what to say. I'm stuck in between. I'm so sorry and congratulations. It's a whole mix of things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure all these experiences have shaped your leadership style and even your approach to business management, especially in the Tanzanian context, because we don't want another episode mm -hmm. of Banged Up Abroad. So now I'm just <laughs> so interested in finding out what significant contributions have led to the growth and development of DNS Tanzania. Could we get at least two? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some. Some. Some of the things that I have done in TZ. Um. When I came in, I found a network of uh, uh, four branches that is including uh, the main office. And um, uh, as at now, as we speak, we are nine branches. So we've added up five. Uh, on top of that, uh, oh. so the, the the footprint has expanded, and the plans are to expand even more. Um, we've man, I've managed to to put in together, as I mentioned earlier, put in together a management team that has really helped me in uh, in in managing uh, operations as I sit back and do the strategy part uh, of the business. Mm -hmm. um, we've streamlined a lot of operations with the help of the managers, implemented a, a number of group requirements and standards. We are ISO, actually um, QMS uh, certified. Oh, and uh, this is the uh, the effort that I managed to put together with the managers. Without the managers, I wouldn't have uh, actually done this. When I joined the business in uh, in 2012, uh, the, the business was about in T-shilling terms was 7 billion. And uh, cu currently in this year, we're looking at closing it at 9 19 billion so we've we've done well in the in in the 11 years uh, approximately a billion plus uh, every year up to now so staff growth uh, when i joined we were about I, if i recall we were about 30 something now we're looking at 70 and uh, the, the 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 other thing that i've done is that i've increased the uh, female staff and they are now more than 30 percent the 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 target for the uh, Ministry of Labor in Tanzania is about uh, 28 to 30. And now I think we are about 33, if I'm not wrong, and growing. So those are some of the things I would say that have really uh, contributed to the growth and development of DNS-TZ. Sure, we can see the aspect of yep. inclusivity is so important, especially yeah. seeing as you're now uh, you increase the number of female staff. So that's really impressive. Correct. So lastly, yeah. I would like to find out from you uh, which, what initiatives and experiences have promoted a cross-cultural understanding and collaboration within BNS TZ? Because I can imagine mm -hmm. it's, it's, it hasn't really been easy. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, an interesting one there. And um, I think some some of the initiatives that have been developed by the company as a as a as a group have really uh, uh, managed to promote uh, uh, this cross-cultural understanding between the different businesses in, uh, in in the region. Now in 11 or 12 countries, and I, I always uh, say that any, uh, any business outside Kenya is actually different from Kenya and it's different from each other. So the 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 models or the 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 setup that has been actually been put in place right now is really building that um, um, uh, momentum of people uh, getting to know what is happening in your in your in your subsidiary and what is happening on the other subsidiary. So some things like mentorship programs where it's a, a cross pollination of people uh, across the group. So you're a mentor, you're mentoring about ten people, and these ten people are not from one country. They are actually from different countries. So people get to know each other and get to understand each other. Uh, I, there, there's also the women in leadership, it's, 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 uh, which is being actually done by Margaret. It's across the group. It's not a Kenyan thing. It's across the group. So this has really promoted that uh, uh, collaborations. Uh, training, sending staff to head office and head office staff crossing over to uh, the subsidiaries to come and train or to go and be trained, it really brings uh, a good feedback from uh, from all corners on how people are working or what is happening and where uh, where where help is required or, or uh, support is needed. So that that has really helped remote support. Uh, you get to work with people remotely, and they you get to know them. Yeah, by the time you're working with somebody remotely, you have their number, so you're on WhatsApp, so you can chat. So it's really build up a lot of uh, synergy in the in the in the group introduction of the group shared services model, and I think it's a very nice thing where we have staff working or doing uh, uh, some operational duties for another country and uh, getting to understand exactly what they're doing. So in the middle of doing that, they interact with the people in that country. The introduction of the uh, international business director, who is basically now uh, our, 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 our exec, where we can, we can give all our, our, our requirements and uh, uh, anything that is, that is needed, any kind of support that is needed. And he would uh, channel that through the executive uh, in Kenya, uh, which is a very, very good thing. And lastly, mm -hmm. the visits by the execs is usually amazing. You cannot believe it. When we have execs coming into TZ, the, the, the questions that will be running around uh, in the staff is, are we going to have the baraza? Are we going to have the staff meeting? They're so excited. They want to hear. They want to hear what the execs are saying about the whole group and what is happening where, where what is happening where. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing when you have that kind of... Uh, that kind of uh, 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 experience when you're actually seated in a different country. And now this kind of uh, relationships really, really foster uh, the, the, the inclusivity in a work environment. And people do not feel we are here uh, and they are there and the other guys are there. No, we now start feeling there is a feeling of togetherness. We are here and also these guys are also here with us and things like that. So yeah, it has really, really worked well. That's really good. And with the coming of GSS, I'm sure it makes everything much easier. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, fact, yeah. I've actually got one more question before we conclude. Where do you hope uh -huh. to see Diandes in the next 10 years? Diandes as a group and Diandes Tanzania. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a nice one. For the group, with the speed and the agility that is there, that is felt in the group, we will maybe have tripled the business for the group. I, I, I actually see the business tripling <laughs> in 10 years from now. And for Tanzania, we're, we're talking about, um, uh, about uh, maybe same, same, I would call it maybe doubling the business, especially the number of branches. I'm looking at uh, doubling the number of branches. We are currently nine and I'm looking at maybe 20, 25 branches in the country. The target is to have a branch in every region in the, in the, in the, in the country and there are 31 regions in Tanzania. So yeah, we could easily have doubled or tripled the business also in Tanzania. So there's good progress and the, uh, and the, and the leadership is really very aggressive in uh, uh, finding new ways, uh, like the theme for this year, finding new ways to do things even better and even to grow and expand the business further and further as we distribute and improve lives in the in the region. Good. Thank you so yeah. much. And that concludes our inspiring conversation with Benjamin, the MD of DNSTZ. We have delved into the depths of his professional journey from his early days and to his impactful role that he plays today. Benjamin, thank you so much for sharing your experiences, your challenges and your triumphs. Thank you so much, Charity, and thank you for having me. Most welcome. Remember to leave an inspiring word for Benjamin in the comments and don't forget to like and share this with the person sitting next to you in the office. Right, until next time, my name is Charity signing off from the Stuff Stories podcast. Bye. And that wraps up another amazing episode of the Davison Shirtlift Staff Story Podcast. If you have been inspired by today's story, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is your host Charity signing off. And remember, make your story heard wherever you are.